Episode five. We already made it five episodes in. Isn't that crazy? We have like a hundred listeners total overall. Yeah, (laughs) if that. We still might be in just double digits, but that's okay. Because it's the grind. But we're out here. It might take fucking 50 more of these. It might. It honestly might not take. It might take till episode 50 until we actually get more than 100 listeners. Like, it's okay. Relatively consistently. But that's fine. We're doing this totally built from the ground up by ourselves. Yeah, we have no, like, help. You know, we're not, like, a part of an organization. We're not a part yeah, of... Yeah, well, that's the goal. I mean, trying I mean, to right. towards with a network. So we, we've been talking a lot about uh, possible sponsors and stuff that we could get for, for the podcast and... Not even looking for money, more just looking to like you know get our name around to places. And there, there's a local brewery in Buffalo that that me and Tyler have been to a couple of times, along with a couple of other buddies called Thin Man Brewery. It's the spot, man. If you're looking for like craft beer, it is the spot. I mean, what's better than you know a local company, exactly us that are on the rise, you know, link together and we'll just talk, talk some business. That's what I'm saying. I think we just walk over there. I think we should. It's like right down the street. We don't even need a call or nothing. We just be like, yo, where's the manager? That's what I'm talking about. All right. All right. But with that being said, episode five is going to be a little different because we've been kind of sticking to, you know, the sports a little bit, a little bit of the entertainment side of things, whether it's TV, music, all the above. Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about college because that's part of it. I mean, Ball, Sohar University has university in it. Like, so we'd like to talk about some, you know, our college life and how it was, you know, coming up and now how it is now, especially after the pandemic hit. So it's obviously totally different now. Yeah, it's an, it's completely changed from how we knew college a year ago from today. You know, a, a year ago, if you told me that this is how it would be, no. I'd tell you you're a liar. So do you want to kind of start out? Maybe we can think of. So you chose Buffalo to go to at coming out of high school where yeah. I chose a different route and then came to Buffalo. So like maybe we should tell people, especially I know we have some people in high school that listen. So how you can, you know, pick the colleges you want to. Because I definitely, from experience, I did the wrong thing and it happens. But so what made you kind of, you know, choose Buffalo and start with that? Um, The the first thing that drew me to Buffalo was uh, the fact that I I wanted to be close to home, but not too close to home. You know, I I didn't want, you know, I didn't want, you know, my mom to be able to pull right up onto my doorstep every week. But I wanted to be accessible to go go home if I needed anything and that kind of. That kind of thing, but I but I also looked at the money factor too, and being in a SUNY school and how much money you can save Thanks. by going to a state school. It's actually crazy because my second pick, I was it was going to be playing football at St. John Fisher, which is a private school. Expensive, and money. <laughs> although I had a little bit of money from an academic yeah. scholarship there, I would have been paying double to triple what I pay at UB every year. So you pretty much be going to Webster Schrader if you went to St. John Fisher. I, I, yeah, I would. <laughs> Even though it you kind of do go here and see the same thing. It's like Schrader two point oh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a little bit cleaner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine was a little different from you, obviously. So it is, I yeah. started 
I came to Buffalo my second semester of our freshman year. We're now seniors, which is crazy. Insane. <laughs> like, what are we about to do next year? But um, I went to a school called Point Park University. It's a super small school. A lot of you probably have never heard of it. But um, it's in downtown Pittsburgh. When you hear think of Pittsburgh, you think of Pitt or Duquesne. It's like the only two people really know. But, um, yeah, like I was going there. I wanted to play baseball. It's what I was going to do. Like there, you know, Cuca. A lot of schools, like, so that's a really small school. But I just wanted to play baseball. And that's the thing. When you are looking at these schools, which I didn't do, you know, totally right the first time, is that you definitely got to look at, like, the academics first and, you know, where you actually, like, want to, you know, stay and be. Because I really wanted to play baseball. Luckily, I got a chance to play a little bit of baseball here, even though it was club baseball. It was yeah. still, like, a lot of fun. And I mean, you played a little bit in, in college ball, yeah, too, though. Yeah, you know, we st- I started with it a little bit, but it was a little. I mean, you still got to, you still yeah, got yeah. to play a little bit of baseball, but still. Yeah, I mean, but the club is you realize, man. like, it's a totally different, like, I love Pittsburgh. I got had some pretty good experiences out there. I got to talk to, you know, really important people that have. The connections. The connect, exactly. And relationships. I got, yeah, right. <laughs> And I got to, you know, go to a lot of st- more Steeler games than I've ever been to, like being right there. So I went to like three or four that year, which was pretty dope. Like in one year, I didn't think I'd seen that many, like overall before that year. Just knowing how big of a, of a Steelers fan, like knowing you since sixth grade and even back then, knowing how like yeah. monstrous of a Steelers fan you've been, mm-hmm. that's got to be awesome being Dude. in Pittsburgh. And just because I could imagine being in like Indianapolis, just being a, mm-hmm. such a huge Colts fan, like. Being able to just walk out of my dorm room and like be downtown and like all the Colts stuff around and go to a Colts walk. Dude, to game a Colts days game. were crazy. I can only People imagine. Always had Steelers stuff on, so you wear the jersey out and you get the little head nods, kind of like if you were here oh, in yeah. Buffalo. Oh yeah, but you know, you came to Pittsburgh with me once, and you know how we the if the we were just walking distance from the yeah. city to the stadium. So I'm telling you, on days where I had nothing going on, because I would go to class in the morning, and I if I didn't really have much going on. Sometimes I would just like go for like a long walk, just yeah. walk by the stadium, just like you, look at it. <laughs> as much as I do shit on the Steelers, going to Pittsburgh, that's that city is beautiful. It is a great, it's a great city. Like it's really fun. Like there's a ton to do. Obviously, outside of COVID, yeah. <laughs> but like when we went, it was it was just the summer. It was the summertime, and we you know went to Steelers camp, and then we went out, had some drinks, and went to the baseball game, and yeah. and Steelers, yeah, you know, all night. the Steelers was, stores and the Pittsburgh stores. That and, night was a very crazy night that you actually fell asleep for but <laughs> yeah we woke up to you yeah woke we're up not to, even gonna talk about it. all i'm gonna say is it was so funny we come back into the hotel room it was like three of us he had passed out right after the game and we come back and we're kind of you know yelling back and forth because of circumstances that happened but all i remember is this man andrew goes <laughs> goes did you guys leave yet? Bro, they'd been gone. They'd been gone for like two and a half hours. I had a lot to drink at the baseball game. We were, what was what was it? Pirates, Pirates Mets. Pirates Mets. I had like a lot to drink at the game. Cause it was like dollar hot dog night. So I spent oh, all the money God, on the beers and I got like a few hot beers. dogs. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cheaper beers too. And I mean, you're spending. I probably had like five or six of them, man. Those things they're tall. Like but you're spending way more money at like Yankee Stadium than there. Sure. You're paying 12, 13 bucks for a sixteen ounce beer at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, which is oh, fucking outrageous, but yeah. but yeah, that, that's 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 kind of how Pittsburgh is. It's a pretty, it's a dope area, no matter if you like Steelers or not. It it's is a plus if you really do. But then I came to Buffalo, and I haven't regretted it. It's been so much fun. Um, you know, I Andrew was like my closest friend here at first, and then I I was playing baseball that helped me meet a lot of new people, and it's like been pretty dope. So, I mean, you know, how have you liked Buffalo like coming up all the way until now? Buffalo has been it's been good to me. You know, I, I've. I have no complaints over these past four years, man. It's been 
been a crazy ride of where we're ending at, you know, especially. But I, I've I've loved every second a second of the it, senior though. year. It kind of screwed us. Like yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's a little, you know, sour being, you know, cooped up or whatever during during our senior year. But it's it's all good because we're still young. You know, we got we got many years ahead of us to do this. Twenty one, not that long ago. This shit'll be over with eventually. Like you know, I, I so that, you're talking about it. Like I think as soon as all this election shit gets, who knows how long he's about to last? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole different story. But but uh, as soon as all this is over, I, I think that you know the vaccine will eventually come out and normalcy will somewhat resume. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. No, and I actually, to be honest with you. I was actually really ex- not not about this election or anything like that, but I personally was very excited. I went home for the weekend and I did vote in the election, so that was like my first time ever. So it was like an accomplishment, yeah. you know, do something like that. But Doing your civic duty, yeah. Though it's not really a crazy difference in New York, not but, in New York. Um, it's just it's cool to you know, no matter it's just dope to do. You Say know? that you did it, yeah, yeah. But I mean, getting into that, so college life right now, like. Is like you were saying, is different. totally different. It happened. Well, let's kind of explain like where we were when this kind of happened. Like it happened last year, beginning like a couple months into the second semester. Yeah. It was around in the late February to this like the middle of March, and there was a lot of talk from Cuomo, especially that SUNYs were going to go down. Yeah. Schools across the country were all shutting down. Everybody knows about we it. We didn't believe it though. No, like it, we thought it was bullshit. Well, I I didn't want to believe it either. So I, I think that's what it was. Is we didn't. But want you it. know what the crazy, like the most fucking crazy part was? We had a class together. We took a comm class last year. Yeah. And this is so funny because well, it's not funny, but like this man literally said, like in like when this when people were talking about it early February before like this, Andrew was like. Dude, what if everything just got shut down? I was like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, that would never you happen. You call me crazy. <laughs> I honestly didn't believe it myself, but it was just like a crazy what if scenario. Yeah, I mean, it was nuts. And I actually had a, I had a trip planned already with a few guys for spring break in Myrtle Beach. And when we went, that are, are we going to spring break? That's like when they, they like called it, like right there, like right before spring break started. They're like, yeah, when you come back, like you got to go home, like you're done. Yeah. So when that happened... We, I, I mean, I wasn't going to, like, cancel the trip, but this is when, like, people were talking about the National Guard and, like, they weren't going to travel anywhere. Right. It was just a lot of talk that was going on. I wouldn't say that a lot of stuff had really totally happened, but I was out there for a few days. Literally two days being out there, everything got shut down and closed, and that's how it started. Right. And ever since then, it was so crazy. No food places open when I got back home. No nothing. So I ended up, so you went to Myrtle Beach during spring break. I ended up going a couple months later when South Carolina started to reopen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was down there, uh, the restaurants opened back up. <laughs> it was really weird because up, up, I was only used to just everything being shut down. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we go down to Carolina and it's just everything's open again. And you can, you know, you can, it's just like it is now. You can go sit down with your with your mask on and then you take it off when you eat and, and all that. But it was really weird. Because like, it hasn't been like that. It hadn't been like that yeah. up here. But down there, it was a whole different world. So it's weird to see, like, you know, you drive 10, 12 hours away and it's just a whole different world. It's funny that you say that, too, because I think the week after, either a week or two after, that's when I went to Florida. Same way, because Florida yeah. doesn't give a shit. But when we <laughs> went, we had, like, we, we had our own, like, little condo that was, like, very secluded and... No one had been in it for like a year because I was rented out by someone who had owned it and they just hadn't gone in forever. So like it, it was really safe and clean and we didn't really go anywhere more than other than the beach, which was dead. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, partying's know, different. Bars yeah. are different. Everything is just different. Hopefully, I don't know when it's ever going to be like how it used to be. I mean, it's going to have to eventually. It's not going to last forever. Like this shit 
I mean, I don't say this shit happens. It doesn't happen. I don't know if the bar. I don't but, know when the bars will return back to like, like regular being able to just like be the scrunched off, up next around, to people. You know. Yeah. Just speaking of bars, though. I mean, speaking of you going to Myrtle Beach, I'm sure you had a few drinks down there. Yeah. What's your favorite drink? Favorite drink. You got a top five? Oh, on the spot. Top five. Yeah, right away. Top I, five. I think about this for a little bit. All right, all right, all right. So, oh boy, this is tough. Maybe you can think of five, and then you can say them, and then you can try to rate them. All right. So, tequila sunrise. That's always funny. a go-to. He just drinks tequila just because. I love tequila. <laughs> tequila sunrise, straight tequila. Um. So uh, I would say like raspberry sour beers are top five for me. Those are fucking amazing. Um, man, this is tough. I would. Uh, oh my god! No, I'm hitting you right off the like. This is right on the spot. You got nothing. I got Marg Margs. Okay, hundred percent. Raspberry Margs. Raspberry okay. raspberry drinks are, are my thing. Anything with the Raspberry Margs. <laughs> and then I'm saying this like this is like real casual. Like if you just want something light, but you're like want, trying to have a couple of drinks. Blue Labatt's Blue Light Seltzer is my favorite seltzer out there. People 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 say I'm a bitch for drinking seltzer, but whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I know you drink them too. You love them. I mean, you, whoa, you, there, there's, don't even call somebody. There's been no laws for Tyler for years. For like a couple years, like honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but but the blue light seltzers. I would have to go that for the top five though. But number number one is tequila sunrise for okay. me for sure. I, I I don't know in order, but I would definitely like if I'm at a bar, like usually like it was my go to was a rum and coke. But I'm a, I like a Jack, a Jack and Coke actually, like a Jack, good like drink. Jack Daniels, like in Coke. Like that's that's a good mix. Um, in the any type of like seltzer, like Claws, I'll always be Claws over Truly. Like there's not nothing debating that. But I like Bud Light seltzers too. But I went, I don't know if it's my top. Like they're definitely like I'm trying to think of like straight like, um, liquor. I guess, but yeah, that's top. That that would be one of my tops. You like do you like rum? Um. Like I guess mixed I don't rum know. and cokes. I, yeah, right. But I, I like more of a Jack and Coke. Yeah, I like uh, Tito's and Sprite. That's another one. That's another. I feel like you, you've always been a big Tito's yeah, guy. Yeah, Tito's is my favorite vodka. It's good vodka. Grey Goose is probably like the top tier, but I've had bad experiences with it. But Grey Goose is Grey Goose. <laughs> um, great. Off so the Goose. Tito's and Tito's and and uh, Sprite. Um, a Jack and Coke. Uh, I do like tequila, like just shots. I like tequila shots. Sipping on some eighteen hundred right now. Yeah, you are, and I, I kind of declined that um, barely, but I gotta drive. I'm trying to, yeah. Um, this this wouldn't be like a like a drink just to be like a casual drink, just like love it. But I I do like Pink Whitney. Maybe it's just because oh, bar stool. So dude, I, like, I got a bottle right there. Yeah, I do like Pink Whitney, and oh man, uh, oof. is that? That's a, a deep bad age. I don't, I don't, dude, I can't think of something right off the bat, but I did try for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Dumb expensive. Another bar stool thing. Uh, the fucking, uh, what are they called? The seltzers, like the vodka sodas they have. Um, oh, high noons. High noons. Yeah. So very expensive, but like, this is no like bar stool. Just love it. Uh, they are very good. They're um, straight vodka soda. They're vodka. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not, not like a seltzer. Right. So I would. Definitely say it's better than White Claws or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, like for sure better. But it's very small. It's it's very expensive. Yeah, 
but I do like that drink too. Yeah, they're good. Another one I left out were our mojitos. Oh yeah, mojitos like in the summertime, blueberry mojitos with the mint leaves in there too. The, the there was a guy in my neighborhood that makes them. They're called liquid marijuana, is what he calls them, because he like dyes them green. He doesn't obviously put marijuana in them, but yeah. they're, they're really good. Mojitos are are fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't go wrong with much. Like, no, I it was it was cool. Like being, I don't, did you ever like during quarantine? Did you ever like have a day where you just like made yourself drinks? Or, like, yeah, you, know, you actually, just, like sit down inside. It's funny when you. I think you went home a little before me, but I actually did stay at my apartment for a little bit, just for a little bit. It, I might bring this up, but I haven't said it yet. <laughs> but I stayed there for a little longer. I could have went home. There was kind of a reason why I didn't. Then the whole thing blew up anyway, so it didn't really matter. I don't know if you even know what I'm getting at at this moment, but. I stayed in my apartment. Josh was home for a while, and I would some. I would literally just like uh, with no sports or anything. I would um, turn on the PS4 sometimes. Which I played a lot more right during that time, which I haven't played in a while. But right. I played a lot more then, and I would just sometimes just I would buy claws sometimes, or I would just even make like a Tito's and Sprite, and I would just literally chill, bro, and just I would just sit up like I'd be at my apartment. No one's really around in Buffalo, and just chill. But another thing that I like to do during that time too, which I was kind of um, painting at before, I kind of stayed. <laughs> this could, this is kind of a <laughs> a relationship. Like I, I never had a relationship, but I was somewhat talking to a girl, if you remember, at that time. I do. Um. Yeah. No names or nothing. But like, no, no, no. it was cool. It was dope. Um. It didn't end up working out. It was really weird. Don't really know why. But <laughs> like, so I kind of like stayed up for that reason. Um. You know, like it was. I don't really care. Like you can shake your head like that. I don't really. No, care. no, no, like, bro. It is, it is what it is. Though. It <laughs> I'm is, open it, to it anything, but no, it didn't really work. I mean, I, it's whatever. Like he's cool. It's just it happened. But I did enjoy like some wine nights. Wine nights are very good to have. Yeah, but I mean, by myself it's kind of sus. So, like I wouldn't really do that. But I did have nights where I sit down. I know. I'm sure you. Would, okay, wait. Would you ever have like? Is it is it suspect that I have like a wine night with the guys? Is it? Is that like is that like a suspect move? Is that something that like you would do? Um, it it sounds sus when you say it. It does, right? Tongue, but I mean, LeBron and them guys, they they love that. They shit. love that they shit. Love that Co- shit. Kobe was like wine, you know, you know forever. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think it's that. I think you could sit down and have a glass. Like I think you could do it. I don't, I, think I don't see a single issue with sitting down and having a glass. Of no, wine. I don't. No, I, I it's really the classic. Very classy. I mean, if you're trying to get fucked up, like if you drink a glass of wine and, compared and to like a white beer, wine is like my favorite drunk. I like that. I think it's really. I think it's yeah. good drunk. It's like the winter, like 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 in front of a fireplace, drunk like like Christmas time, having like a having a glass of wine during like Christmas is is always the shit. Yeah, I always love that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of shit that happened. Did you ever like when that time was happening, like, were you able to, like, what did you do right away, especially when, like, restaurants were closed? I know you were home, and obviously, you're in a relationship, so you were able, you guys probably did a lot more, but what did, like, would you ever get out of the house? Do you ever, like, just go for, like, walks or go to the park or anything like that? Yeah, so, uh, I was, so, I was lucky enough to, me and my girlfriend are both from Rochester, so we were lucky enough to be super close to each other, so, um, you know, whenever I was feeling like I was cooped up in the house, I would meet me and her would meet up at like a hiking trail. We we would go hiking like two or three times a week mm-hmm. and we just take walks around my neighborhood, like take my dog for a walk, that kind of stuff. But eventually that gets kind of old, you know, like just going to the same places and taking walks. Eventually we started 
taking our like Yeti coolers with us and filling them up with drinks and yeah, you know did you just, ever go to, like the beach at all? Um, other than Myrtle, go to the, or like did you ever go to like the ones like in Rochester? Uh, I guess some of them are kind of scummy, but like no, the only there. place I did go was like the Chimney Bluffs. That, yeah, that, that was that was the one place we did go. That, that that's I'd, I'd never been. Have either. you ever been to like Stony Brook State Park and shit like that? Yeah, we used to yeah. go there every year because my grandparents' house is like mm-hmm. 15 minutes away from there. Yeah, I love that place. It's a dope place. All the water. It's you a know, lot. You usually ever used to go swimming in those waterfalls there? Yeah. You know that you can't go swimming in those anymore. I know. Well, actually, I went to with my brother, and I think I can refer to her. <laughs> she, like, is my brother's aunt. So, like, her name's, her name's Lexa. She's, like, my... We're fake-related. Right. It's, like, <laughs> but, one of those family yeah, members that aren't your actual family. family. Yeah. But uh, we, me, her, and my brother, uh, over the summer, towards the end of the summer, went to... It was called like Buttermilk Falls, and it's like by Ithaca. And okay. you weren't supposed to swim, but like we were, and people only because other people were. Oh, is but, that like the really foamy, like white? Fall, yeah, like, it was like, there's like, a really high waterfall too. It's one of the highest, okay. and, like we're in the, around the area. But um, eventually, we got yelled at by a guy, but he couldn't get everybody. Like, but you but, went in. Yeah, you're not supposed to though. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Take you probably find but you. There was too many people. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, like, and then we. I was gonna go back with. Her and, like, some other people at one point, but it was kind of, like, we didn't know how it would be, especially. Right. It's a lot of college kids, but, like, you know the gorges, like, where you jump, you cliff jump? Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah. And I, I'd be probably kind of scared to do it, but I just wanted to do it because her and her friends were going to do it and, like, invited me, and I was going to see where I would go or something. But um, we they didn't know because usually with college, it's usually packed there a lot, but they didn't know how it would be. So they didn't know if there was able to jump. So if there's not that many people, then we didn't want to get, like, uh you know, person to ticket you or whatever the hell they do. No, right. And uh, so we're talking about all this drinking that we've done during quarantine. And obviously, you know, <laughs> you sit there and having beers every night or like having, mm-hmm. you know, your drinks every night. It's going to catch up to you packing on a couple pounds for sure. And there's been yeah. nothing tougher than than working out during quarantine, man. I found it to be a bitch. I don't think I did times. it for a long time. <laughs> I, I, it's, it was a long time. I mean, I would go for walks and hikes. And yeah. like, I keep my cardio up and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, you know, I would go to the gym and lift and, and, and you know, hit weights because that's what I've always done. There's no gyms, though. There's no, the there's no gyms open. So it's tough to get back into that mindset. So what, what have you done to kind of try and, you know, weed yourself back into working out? Yeah, I mean, at first, well, <laughs> I hate, like, being lazy with it. So I was actually before... Quarantine happened. I, I told Josh because I because we lived together. I told him like I'm going to start like working out like a lot. And at that point, I started waking up like dumb early because there was a there was a place where we lived. They had a workout station. I was actually like starting to get into like a good little routine. And as soon as it happened, I kind of just like there was no. I just fell off, dude. Yeah. Like, Push ups here and there, like you know, like I just fell off my little walks. But um, you know, every time you know you could try to get some you know push ups in or like little. You know, weights around it. It's just it's just so tough, dude. Because yeah. there's not much to and, and if you were to try to go to the store, like Target or Walmart during those times, dude, the weights were fucking gone. Like people were just yeah. them, so you couldn't really do much. Well and then um so yeah, as the summer went on, I tried to maintain that um, you know, like some type of sport activity. Sometimes my brothers too, like just had to get anything I could like get outside, I wanted yeah. to get outside. And then when school started up again, I did start, I was working out with um, Jason for a while, yeah. which was like some tough workouts. They sure. were, he's a, he's pretty fucking good at what he does, but there were some tough workouts. Um, And then I got fucking COVID. So I didn't even, yeah. yeah so I, so I, that probably so fucked so you I, in. Yeah. So sure. I stopped going, well, 
I got it after my, my sessions were up, mm-hmm. but then I stopped going for a while because I'm going to wait till I'm okay to totally go back in there. But I haven't really caught back onto that yet, but I've been doing like, you know, I've been doing like, you know, little runs and walks and shit like that. So yeah. hopefully I, I've been remaining in shape. I'd like to build some more muscle though. For sure. I, yeah. I started well, actually so speaking of that, I started to take, um, recommended by Jason, which I've never done like in my life when I was working out with him, he like got me on like a couple, so like, like, uh, even like creatine, which I like never done before. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I just was trying to build muscle. That's all it really was. But I haven't been able, I haven't done it that much anymore. Dude, I, I, I was on creatine when I worked out, I mean, for football yeah, in yeah, high yeah. school. I mean, I, so I, when I was in high school, my senior year, I was like 214, dude, of like just muscle, like bulk, like 214, like six six one two fourteen, like big. So Six, I one five nine little guy. <laughs> so I eventually, um, once I got out of football and, you know, and I wasn't doing the whole five days a week of working out when I got to college, yeah. it kind of like that muscle kind of started to turn into fat. So I was like, fuck, like I, I gotta get rid of this. So, I mean, now I'm down to like 185, 190. Bro, I'm going to be totally honest with you. There's like, I've like seen pictures, um, from like a couple of years ago. And I'm telling you, I you know when you worked like with construction that one summer, yeah, bro, like you had like a huge, tra- like amazing transformation from there. Like you, you like really did. Like I'm not saying you were like fat, but like, <laughs> no, I, I was just, though. Slim, I was. I <laughs> dude, my my face was chubby. Like I, I, it, it, I definitely was. I, I lost like easily 25, 30 pounds. Dude, I definitely gained some eating health over uh, quarantine though, because not like not good LBs. Like I, <laughs> I like stayed since like junior year of high school. I've like stayed like 165. That's like what my like five nine one sixty five is like not bad, especially if you're kind of just like staying in shape. And I'm, I don't hate this weight that I was at. Like I'm down a little bit more now, yeah. but like I got up to, I wouldn't say it was all fat, but like I got up to like one seventy five. Like I think one seventy seven was my max, dude. And yeah. I was like, bro, like I know this is not horrible. Like if I had some muscle, like this wouldn't be too bad. But like I was like I gotta figure something out. I'm down to like 170 right now. But like I don't mind that. So how much did you? How much? Where? What did you start? I was probably like 168, okay. and so I probably gained almost 10 pounds. Which, so I almost mean, up to 180, and then you, yeah, like which is horrible. Like I brought but, like, five, but like it, sometimes it takes like the little kick in the ass. No, right? Because I would step bad. on the scale and be like, bro, this is not what I want to look at. Right, right, right. Like, right. Come on, like I don't mind. I wouldn't like I. I don't find 170, and I wouldn't even mind 175 as long as I'm getting my, like I'm and right. eating right and doing my work. And then the winter's coming too, and that's a little scary too, you know, because obviously you don't do as much in the winter. Christmas time, baby. Sweater weather. Yes, sir. You always look. I always look bigger in a what sweater. What about that though. picture of me? Oh, you know picture Tyler of me. in a Christmas sweater. <laughs> five ten, two ten. <laughs> in a Christmas five, sweater. Five six two eighty five. Five six two eighty five. Yeah, I mean, but with that being said, I think it should be time. We have a special guest on today, and I think yeah. it's time that we'll we'll bring him on. He's. He's, his name is Raph. We're just going to refer him to Reddit as Raph. I've known him for a while since he's from our hometown. He's uh, big in the radio industry, started at our local radio station, and he's grown all the way up to um, 102.7 Kiss FM in Los Angeles, which is like the biggest, you know, pop hit Huge. station in the world. Ryan Seacrest, like all of the above. A lot of iHeartRadio so, stuff. Yes, literally. So he's, he's grown up, and I'd like to, you know, talk to him on that journey and the people he's got to meet. So... I'm really excited to do that. You so, know, we, we've been pretty lucky with these guests so far, man. Yeah. We've gotten some really, really good guests on onto this show as a startup podcast. We've had some, like, really insightful people right. on no, so and, far. And the thing is with that is I'm really, I like to, you know, I like to have these people in. And eventually we're going to have 
you know, professional athletes, which is, will be dope because, you know, we're really interested yeah. in that. But I like to, we've kind of been like moving around from like people from Barstool to, you know, producers, talent managers. Business. To, yeah, anything business, you know, to radio. Like, I just like to talk about and pick up minds of like everybody. And, and like, it's, it's you know, we're, it's here to help listeners too. You know, it's here to actually, for people to pick up the tips that these people are, are saying because these are people who have made it and they're extremely successful in what they do. So obviously they're doing something right. All right, coming on the Ball So Hard University podcast now, we have Raph. Raph is, I've known him from my hometown for a while. He started with our local radio station, 98PXY. I know he moved on to a big one in Philly with Q102, and now he's 102.7 Kiss FM in Los Angeles, one of the best, you know, radio, probably the best radio station in the country. So, Raph, how you doing, bro? How we doing, Raph? How's it going, guys? Uh, that was a really cool intro. You guys uh, did your research. Or at least you've been following me on Twitter for a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. But yeah, I mean, how, how, what made you, you know, what made you get into the radio industry? Like, what, what was kind of when you were in college or even before that? What, what was like, you know, the goal going into everything? I mean, actually, I kind of just, uh, I really fell into it. Like, it was kind of like a hobby at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Geneseo and I just was kind of like in the SUNY College in New York. And, mm-hmm. um, pretty much was uh, doing stuff for the hockey team there, like DJing during the games and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you should totally do the radio station at the, on campus. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do it for fun. And so, like, I would have, like, a show on campus, and, it, you know, it would play to, like, the cafeteria, like, you know, the, the cafeteria, yeah. the student yeah. union, so, right. like, things like that. And I'm like, I got to get something, like, more, like, a little bit bigger. So I'm like, all right, let me try an internship with, like, a radio station up by my hometown in Manchester, so. I did a PXY for like six months as an intern, and then mm-hmm. they had a position from oh, uh, intern to part time, and then part time to full time. The rest is history. I mean, I did that for seven years, then I moved to Philly, did that for five years, and I've been in LA now for a year. So, you know, it's kind of been uh, it's kind of been a journey, but I, I mean, it was just a lot of hard work, and it wasn't really like you know, it wasn't really something I was like, all right, I'm gonna be a radio DJ. Yeah. I had like I had fun doing it. Um, I used to listen to the radio when I was a kid, you know, we all did. Mm-hmm. I would like record the stuff on a cassette tape, yeah. you know, make a mixtape with the radio station, you know, playing. So, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it was always in the back of my head, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a career path and I made it my career path. So mm-hmm. now it's uh, 13 years later, here we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when you were with um, PXY and then moved on to Philly with Q102, um, how did that kind of come about? How'd you, I obviously, I know you love Philly and you love the Eagles too. I, I know that you love the Eagles, been seeing that before, but what, what kind of, what kind of was like your, your path into going to Philly and starting with that? The path to Philly, it was more, um, it's more like, I think at that point when I was, uh, in Rochester seven years, I was like trying to look for, um, opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. And at the time I think it was just, uh, you know, that station didn't have any, you know, where, where for me to grow. And I kind of wanted like, you know, my aspirations, I was looking for something bigger and Philly's definitely a bigger market when it comes to, uh, radio. Um, it's all based yeah. on like, you know, population and things right. like that. And obviously Philly is a bigger city. Um, so I kind of like just reached out, you know, through my resume around and yeah. the resume in the radio business isn't really just a resume. It's not paper. It's, uh, it's, you know, your audio, it's your yeah. demo, your right. demo tape. So I was sending my demo tape around. I actually applied in Philly three times before I actually got the gig. So there were like three different positions open at different points in my like time in Rochester. So it was like, kind of like, I was kind of dabbling with it. I was like, all right, first time, let me see if anybody, you know, you know, I throw fish a line or whatever. And then 
see if anything bites. And then nothing happened. Second time, did it again. Um, and then 2014, I did it a third time and, you know, get an email from one of their, you know, management people there. And they're like, hey, um, do you have time to talk? And they're like, yeah, uh, we might have an opening soon. Mm-hmm. They're saying nothing yet, but we'll keep you in the loop. So it was kind of like, I was kind of working still yeah. in Rochester, but like, you know, you knew something was coming up right. down the road, down the year. And I didn't know by October, like you, you don't know what happens, what's going to happen in December when you come into the year in January, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, holy crap, I'm still, you know, I'm in Rochester, January, 2014, end up in Philly in October. I'm like, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. You know right. I mean? no, we would have guessed the pandemic in January. We're Dude, like, yeah, everything's exactly. going to be awesome. And here we are all in our houses in uh, November. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That, that's got to be so cool, you know, because you're, you're working in Rochester all of a sudden and then all of a sudden you get this opportunity to go to Philly, which is, you know, leaps and bounds, you know, bigger and better and just a way better media presence than Rochester, New York is. I mean, let's be honest, you know, Rochester's, Rochester's still cool. I'm not. Saying yeah, that. right. <laughs> It's cool in its own right. <laughs> for, for like what you want to do and grow. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's got to be such a cool and like humbling experience to be able just to work, you know, at a station in Rochester, then get that opportunity in Philly. And then all of a sudden, now you're working out in Los Angeles and even bigger, double, probably double, triple the size of Philly's presence. How does oh, that, yeah. how does that come about? I mean, uh, a lot of it was, um, you know, a lot of the work and, you know, the work ethic you put in in Philly, like, you know, you think about it like sports, it's like, uh, Rochester single A ball. Uh, Philly is triple A, triple A kind of majors, like maybe a small market major league baseball yeah, team. Right. And then you got LA, which is like LA, like mm-hmm. LA and New York. So a lot of it is they look at you and your performance in Philly the five years. They're kind of watching you. They're kind of like mm-hmm. you know, scouting you and kind of like seeing what you do. And then, you know, really what it was, was the boss here in LA was mm-hmm. like, Hey, we might have an opening soon. We're looking at uh, putting you on our roster, on our um, you know, on air staff, um, send me some stuff. And let's talk. It's right. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like recruiting almost. You know, yeah, almost yeah, like, yeah. Like where they're recruiting you, like in college, like, you know, yeah. you get a full ride to whatever right. uh, for football or baseball. Like they were scouting me to get like, you know, this job here in, in LA. So I really wasn't looking for this job. At this point, I was fine in Philly. This was like 2019, Damn, early 2019. That's crazy. And they were like, all right, we might have an opportunity for you. And, you know, this is not me fishing for, you know, fishing for anything this time. It was more like, you know, we got something for you. Um, do you want this? Like, it's right. like, I mean, obviously in the business, you're like, this is pinnacle. Like here, New York, uh, Z100's the other station we got. Yeah. Like, FM and Z100 mm-hmm. are like the two biggest stations, yeah. top 40 stations in the country. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where this paid off, like the work in Philly mm-hmm. paid off to get this big in Los Angeles. You know? Yeah. Right. So how does that, like, how do you transition from how, how has the transition, I should say from, Rochester to Philly, I'm sure, was like a pretty big jump. And then all the way to Los Angeles was like a whole different world. I would say it's probably a whole different world of its own. So even so coming from all the way from Rochester, how has that transition been all the way in that way? Uh, Rochester to Philly was not re- was like kind of like a puddle jump. It's like yeah. you know, still the coast, big city. But if you've ever been to Philly, Philly's actually like it feels like a small town. Yeah. It's yeah. like a major city. If you've ever been there, I, I love Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But when it goes like when you go from like Philly to Los Angeles, like east west coast, mm-hmm. and you know, market size for a radio station going from Philly, which is like a big city, big market, to LA, which is a major, massive market, like there are more rules here. There are more like, you know, you have artists. So like the music you play like on a radio station in any other country or in any other city in the country, um, 
you're like you could talk about artists and you could like you know you know speculate things like that in los angeles the artists live here so you're yeah. like the way you talk about the artists actually has to change you can't speculate because they're gonna they're gonna listen they're gonna hear you and you know there are partners in this business you know music and you know radio and records you know we work together hand in hand so like you don't want to be you know talking about someone and trashing them and then you know, you're the ones playing their music. They're yeah, not do right. Shows, yeah. your concerts. They're not, they're not going to do live performances for you. So it really, it changes the game a little bit because Los Angeles is kind of like, you know, you actually have to watch what you say. Yeah. Like yeah. Philly, I mean, you got to watch what you say on the radio anyways. But like right. Philly was like, you can get away with stuff. Like you can talk about Ariana Grande, but in LA you can't because she lives here, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely. So, so get, so being in, in that, uh, in the world of all the, being around all these celebrities, big musicians, you know, all this talent and being in the radio industry, uh, as if, you know, from your, your work, what do you think is the coolest, you know, the, the most memorable time that you've had within the industry? Uh, I mean, every year it always, it's always like, you know, it doesn't beat the previous year, but it's just as good. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Jingle Balls. You got our, like, iHeartRadio music festivals. I mean, a lot of these experience, man, are, like, like once in a lifetime. And um, you can't pay for these experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, you get the meet and greets. Like, you can pay to, like, meet and greet your favorite artist. But mm -hmm. uh, for me to be, like, backstage interviewing people or, you know, getting on stage to introduce these artists, like, it's nothing, it's like nothing else. It's priceless. So I have to say a lot of that uh, in the business and, you know, being able to engage with the listeners and like, you know, building relationships with, ad you know, advertisers and listeners. Cause like, you know, advertisers, you know, uh, help us, you know, with our paychecks, you know, that's, yeah, that's right. the bottom line, but like also the listeners also make, you know, make or break you. So it's kind of like nice to build those relationships, you know, I build relationships with like, you know, Tyler and people in Rochester and there's, you know, I have fans in Philly and yeah. listeners that are, you know, will follow me to Los Angeles and know what I'm doing because, you know, we built that relationship and uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have. So a lot of it is really the entire job. There's no one like cool, like moment. There are a lot of cool moments. Yeah. Is there uh, is there like one person in particular that you just had a moment where you're just like, wow, this is probably one of the cooler experiences that I've ever had, you know, just one person that you've worked with that you've just, that stood out above the rest. I mean, I gotta say, uh, Florida is the coolest dude because okay. I've met him multiple times, but like, uh, this one time I was hosting a gig in Atlantic city for Q102 in Philly and he was performing and you know, he had like his, you know, private table next to the stage, but he was like bringing all of us over there, like coming into the private table you know, hanging out in the booth, giving us shots, giving us yeah. drinks, and just hanging out with us <laughs> and good. talking. Like, you know, a lot of artists just go and, like, do their yeah. thing, go home, or, like, uh, do their thing, and then go back to their dressing room and don't talk to anyone. But, like, Flo, man, the coolest dude ever, you know, yeah. hanging out, asking, like, what we do, like, outside of radio, like, for yeah. fun, and, you know, doing shots with him. Like, that's how, like, we are with li listeners. Like, you got to build that relationship the same way. And then, you know, you'll never say anything ill will about an artist. Like, I'll never have anything anything bad to say about Flo Rida because right. he's the coolest dude ever, you know. That's awesome. No, that's super dope. And, like, I couldn't imagine, like, when you're in college, like, I'm sure you – and you kind of jumped into it. You didn't really, you know, think that all this would happen, but obviously it did, which is a pretty, you know, awesome opportunity. And so when you moved to L.A., you got the chance to pretty much, you know, get right into it and, and almost work with, you know, Ryan Seacrest, who, like, is – entertainment like everywhere he's literally everywhere he's on tv he's on the radio so 
was that just like a, a crazy moment for you? Like when you got to like talk to him for the first time or anything like that? I mean, yeah. And like, he brought me onto his show to introduce right. me to like the listeners and yeah. like, have him, like, you know, talking to him and being face to face, like, and uh, him asking me questions I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Ryan Seacrest is talking to me right now. No, yeah. I mean, he's cool. Like he started in like small market radio mm-hmm. too. And, um, you know, worked his way up too. So he gets it. And uh, it's just awesome to actually be uh, part of the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it kind of like, it kind of like throws me off too. Like sometimes I got to pitch myself, like looking on the website, I'm like my name and my picture is next yeah. to Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Picture. Like, it just, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I can't take it for granted sometimes. You got you got to, you got to make sure you don't take it for granted. Right. right. Because especially because a, a lot of those people too, working with the station as well, like they're like pretty known influencers as well. Like that have been there, like, especially on his show as well. But so now, so then you come into that picture and you get to, you know, fill in these slots. Like that's gotta be an amazing thing because you are definitely growing your own brand as well. Already. Like it's already been growing as you've been moving on, but you grow it even more now and that's got to feel like awesome you're gaining you know new people listening to you and, and new fans like that's got to be an awful opportunity and I'm, I'm not i'm not a david dobrik but like man like it takes like <laughs> it took me four years to get here and david dobrik's like no but he has the money to like he's a philanthropist you know, he gives the mm-hmm. he gives the stuff away i don't have that stuff to give away <laughs> i'm still paying my student loans um but uh you know a lot of it too is like you know you, you get to build your own brand it you know, I'm kind of like the rookie here, mm-hmm. even though I've been in the business for a while and right. I'm the rookie here, of course, I'm like the junior, um, the junior person to, uh, you know, get the work done. And yeah. it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta put it in perspective and, you know, say, say to yourself, like, you know, nothing's handed to you. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, work, work for it every day. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, okay, now I should get the silver platter hand because I've been in the business for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Right. You still got you still got to work, you know, every day and put hundred percent effort. So a lot of it is like you know starting over again in a sense, but at, you know on a new level. Like you know, kind of you saying like how I grow into it. Like yeah, I'm at the bottom of this here, but really I'm on the top of this big mountain. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it takes a little time, but you get used to it, and you know you'll you'll fill your role, like you said. You'll fill you'll fill that void, mm-hmm. those little pockets, and get into it, grow into it. Definitely. So, so being, being from the 585 and being from Rochester and not now that you're, you know, you're, you're away from home and, and, you know, where you grew up. Yeah, rapping though. Oh, we're a song we're wrong way. New York. There we go. Love there it. Go. Uh, New York, yes, baby. sir. New York. <laughs> so being away, you know, one of, one of the staples of, of being from Rochester is the garbage plate. Yeah. Do oh, you man. miss, do you miss being able to just, you know, go yeah. down the street and just pick up a, you know, a trash plate on any yes, given day? Yes. I miss some Steve T's. I miss, yeah. uh, I miss uh, whatever, like was it Harbor Hots and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte. Yep. Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. You can never, can never miss with garbage plates. No, or anything sir. Like that. Can't ever. Is yeah. There... It's, it's, I haven't tried making one yet. I want to make one, but, um, I can't get some, I can't get some Weigels here. I want to get some like red hots and white hots. Yeah. Like, some or something. What's like know? the staple out there? Like what's like the go-to there? Dude, so it's kind of it's funny because LA has like um, a hot dog stand called Pink's. Yeah, Pink's has been around forever, so it's kind of like okay, what's like their like you know plate? They don't really, I don't think they have any. I mean, dude, there's taco trucks everywhere, so I guess mm. you could say taco trucks are kind of like the big deal here. Like you yeah. can go to like this little stand on the the corner of the street, you can go at like eleven at night on a on a Wednesday and grab some tacos. Like that's the cool thing about LA. Like there's yeah. taco stands everywhere, so I guess. 
Taco stands. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's pretty crazy out there too, because LA is one of those places where you guys can't really do anything like at all right now. Oh yeah, everything's uh, restricted right now. But I'm saying like for food though, like yeah. you're talking about like the food scene, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it's not just tacos; it's like really good food here. You got seafood. You got. I'm sure. You, know, you got Asian. You got uh, you know whatever mm-hmm. American. They got like some burger joints here that are like fancy. So they got everything. You know. No, for real. No. And then, you know, that was dope. And that's, that's gotta be, you know, an awesome experience to, to get out there and just, you know, try all those new things and, you know, just keep growing from where you are. And again, like Raph, I really appreciate you joining us again today. And before I kind of let you go, I will excited since I know you are a big Eagles fan. I want to get, I want to get to hear what you think about them. They're kind of, the, 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 it's probably hard to watch that division, but, um, what, what, they probably got the division in the bag this year. I mean, it seems like, I it, think but, so. I gotta say, I mean, winning the division with like a six and nine record or whatever it's gonna be, a sub five hundred record, I'll take it. I mean, a, like a win's a win, a division win's a division win. So, I mean, it's either that or you try and get the you know worst record to get you know some good draft picks. But yeah, right. uh, you know, Carson Wentz, he he got some stuff. You know, he's got to work a little <laughs> bit on the thing. But dude, it's it's everyone's injured, man. It's like there's no one, there's no one to throw to. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. They, I've, I've seen a lot of no namers. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of no-namers on the team, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I know, but you know what? I might circle the wagons with the Bills this season. Because okay. They're, they're good. Yeah. The Patriots aren't good. I'm, I'm cool with, you know, the AFC East, you know, Buffalo Bills division champs. I'll roll with it. I'll, I'll get my to. Buffalo Bills gear on. <laughs> you got yes, to. Sir. You got to. Well, again, Raph, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, really thank you, Raph. It. Love the insight. Love everything. And keep killing it over there. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. No problem. All right, Raph. Have a good one. Take care, man. See ya. Now we're going to hop into this week's sports segment. We got some good NFL games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some locks for you guys who are into betting. We got we actually outsourced for a lock today. It's not coming from me. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Not for even sure. coming from the NFL. It's not, yeah, it's not even coming <laughs> from the NFL. We're going different sport for Saturday. It's not college football. No, it's but actually different, totally sport. Totally but different, but we got tonight. It's coming out. Well, you won't hear it. You won't hear this tonight, so. but we're recording this about 45 minutes before kickoff of the Packers 49ers. So every time I say easy dub, it's easy dub Packers. 49ers are done. Packers took a tough well, one to the shit. Are, 49ers are done, though. The, done. the 49ers are done. Like, there's I, nothing you can do. Packers minus seven. Do you think they can cover? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I think they can cover. I think they'll win by. Like I think Packers win by literally. I think the Packers literally win twenty eight to twenty one. Okay, not bad. We'll look at the next one. Oh, oh nice. boy, baby! Packers are probably a lock, but I mean that right here. Ravens at Colts. This is the game I have been waiting for the entire season. Two five and two teams battling for the first place in their division, respectively. Baltimore comes into this. I honestly thought Baltimore was going to open up like at least minus five or minus two on the road on the road. You're going to hate me for this. And it's not. No, I mean, I respect it. I think the Ravens just came off a loss. I really can't see them losing two in a row. I think it'll be close, but I think the Ravens are going to jump ahead and they'll just slowly stay ahead. I'm going to break this down. (laughs) All the chatter. You even said it yourself. Lamar Jackson is a running back. He is. The Colts. Held the Lions to 28 total rushing yards last week. But that, dude, all they do is... 28 total rushing yards last week, 10 of which came from a quarterback. I know it's the Lions. The Colts have the best rushing defense in the NFL through seven games. We'll see. 
I think the Colts can hold the rate. Okay, if the Colts do their job and showcase their talent like they're supposed to, good coaching throughout the game, I think the Colts can hold the Ravens to under 28 points. And Phillip Rivers has been doing it the past two games, man. He's had like 25 and 30 fantasy points the past couple weeks. He's had like three touchdowns both games. The Ravens' defense was a little suspect against the Steelers. Steelers obviously has a good, you know, good the offense. First half they were really good the defense actually, but the second but half again. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Colts at home here. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them thirty to twenty eight and like a nail biter, an absolute nail biter. Okay. This next one is uh, my team, Pittsburgh and Dallas. I'm going to. That's my. What's the. What's the. 14. Holy shit, I'm locking that. I know that that shouldn't happen. Like, Steelers don't blow out anybody, but I'm locking. That's my lock. Lock him. Really? All right. 14. I mean, I, I, got st- I got Steelers, but I don't know by 14 because the Steelers. Give me the Steelers 28 to 10. The Steelers like to make these shitty they games do, close. You know who's playing quarterback for them? Ben DiNucci. No, no. No. Oh, no? Either, either Garrett Gilbert, I think the guy's name is, or Connor Rush. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, no matter what, they're just not going to win. Cowboys no, have no, chance. no, yeah, no, for sure. What's the next one? Broncos at Falcons. Um, I, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Broncos here. The Broncos Ooh. have like, for some reason, sneaky showcased nice. like really <laughs> sneaky like good play down the stretch, and the Falcons obviously have shown like some little. I mean, I know they can score at will whenever they turn up the turn it up, but. The Broncos' defense has, has been has been pretty solid. They played well against you, didn't they? The yeah, Broncos. Um, well, I would say at first they really didn't, but they did like towards the end of the game. Yeah, but no, I could see I could see that, but I think the Falcons' offense might be just a little bit better than. I mean, it is better. Than I think them, they're too much for Denver. I think it's a close one. Give me Falcons 23-21. I got twenty-one to sixteen. Okay, Broncos. I think I think the Falcons. Take a shit this game. I okay. do. Could be wrong, okay. but you never know. Bills this is Seahawks. a good one, man. And I Orchard like this Park. one, but Buffalo, I, I, I'm I, sorry, Bills fans and all of our friends. I don't think there's any shot. That defense that the Bills have been showcasing <laughs> through eight games has just been porous against against Russell Wilson, who's, you know, top of the MVP race. Yeah, right I got now. Seahawks 31 23. That's my score. Yeah. It's tough for you to hold Russell Wilson under 30 a game. And it's not like the Bills have any sort of like, you know, brick wall defense. They don't. That they used to. Have. They know. did. If they had the defense that they played last year, and they had the offense that they show this year, mm-hmm. that would be the the Bills would be even. I think you they'd be Seahawks. scared. Seahawks minus three might be a lock. Yeah, I I, I take <laughs> I take Seahawks here, thirty one to twenty five. Okay. Bears at Titans. That's a good one. Bears That's, is good. That isn't one of the Bears. Five and three and five and two Titans. Yeah. That's a good one. The Titans have dropped two straight, yeah. and they, 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 they might fall into our low-key sus category. Yeah. I really, truly don't think so. I just died. But it's all right. That's my computer. I just, <laughs> computer died. just died. But um, I truly don't think so. But I think the Titans will you know bounce back here, and they're going to win it 24-20. to 20. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Bears here. You want, uh, you want them to win. So I want bad. the Bears to win so bad. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. even if the Colts lose, it's fine. I'm going to take the Bears here really closely. The defense shows up, stops Derrick Henry, and Tannehill doesn't know what to do. 25 to 18. Okay. This next one moving into the Chiefs and the Panthers. Chiefs minus 10 and a half. It's very high. I still think the Chiefs, I don't know if they're going to cover that, but I think they get it done, and I think they get it done like 27 to 13. CMC's back, I think. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to make a difference, to be honest. No, I don't think it will either. Yeah, yeah give I mean, I, I, I give me the Chiefs as well. What's his next one? Lions, Vikings. Stafford had the Rona, but there's been said if he tests, it was kind of late. So if he tests or kind of early, they caught it. But if he tests negative for like every day until Sunday, he can play. I don't know the hell's gonna win. I don't game. think they have Galladay though, and 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 I saw a statistic. If that they have it, Stafford, I think they can win. It showed Stafford's QBR with Galladay on the field versus when he's off the field, and it's like night and day. Galladay's such a presence for. I mean, obviously he's a great receiver, and, and he's such a presence for. You know, he's the <laughs> the closest thing Stafford will probably get to having Calvin Johnson type yeah. again ever again. That's in his true. Career, yeah. If I know? if I had a pick with that, I would. I want to say the Lions bad, but who knows if Stafford's going to play. If he keeps testing, he probably will. If he was negative today, I'm sure he'll play. But this could go either way. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to say the Lions. I'm gonna say the Vikings, but I think go either way. I'm going. I'm going Vikings. I think Delvin goes for 160, 170 here. If Jonathan, if, or if uh, what's his, Jonathan Williams or whatever his name is on the Colts can can go for like ninety yards rushing Taylor. last week. No, not no no no. There's there's a no not Jonathan Taylor. There's a Williams too. There's a fake. There's like a like oh, our third Walmart. string running back behind Hines behind Naheem Hines third Jeez. string running back. He went for like eighty or something last week again. I, I think Delvin goes crazy. I got Vikings here twenty seven to twenty one. Okay. This next one. This next one's kind of gross. Giants, Washington. Giants, Washington. I don't even care. I don't really either. Next, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I would probably say Washington. I don't really know what the hell the score is going to be. Giants are bad. Washington minus two and a half. Yeah, I. I mean, I'll Giants go. hung with the Bucks though. Twenty twenty four nineteen Washington. Okay. Texans Jags. This is a snoozer. I got Texans here yeah. for sure. For some reason, the, the, the Jaguars wanted to show up for the first two games of the season and then just <laughs> shit themselves the rest of the season. So the Texans are really bad too, though. But I think Texans and oh, yeah, second Texans. <sighs> this one is bad, but I gotta say, Chargers can't hold on to these leads. They give me the Raiders. Oh, man, I know. Give me the Raiders too, dude. I don't think the Chargers can do it. They're in. They're. I mean, they're in California too. For how good Herbert is, he's getting fucked. <laughs> that's that's a home game for the Raiders, and all for all purposes. Yeah. I mean, really, even though there's no fans, I don't know. There's probably no fans there. This next one's a good one. I actually like this one. Uh, Dolphins cards. Yeah, Dol. I mean, Tua didn't play great, like we said, but and my actually my brother actually listened to our last or our podcast. And I think we both said the Rams were gonna beat them, and he gave me a lot of shit because he likes the Dolphins, but. I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to have to go Cardinals again. It's going to be a close one, but give me the Cardinals 24 to 21. That's what I got. 24 21 Cardinals. Cardinals yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with the Finns here. Wow. I'm going to go with the Finns here. You know, as much as I shit on Tua, I, I could be Finn's entirely nice. wrong. And this could cause me to never, ever take the Dolphins again <laughs> in a pick. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. I think Tua has a respectable second start. I think he gets a, a win. At twenty eight to twenty five in a close one. Yeah, this next one here may be the game of the week. Yep, this is the game. Antonio Brown is back. He is. He is back. Who knows? If Brady Thomas is. Brady and AB have had. They're living together. They've had connection before, obviously, in 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 uh, New England together before they both land in Tampa. They're fucking living together, right? So I mean, like they already have the connection. This is my lock of the week. One is four and a half. Tampa Bay minus four and a half. Hammer that 
all day. I love it. You got to give me Tampa Bay in this one. I'm going to take it 31 to 27, Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay puts up 35 against the Saints. Saints susby. I got Tampa Bay 35 to 25. I think they win by 10. Okay. Tampa Bay minus four and a half all hammer long. And, then, and to finish the week with this bullshit on Monday Night Football, the Patriots against a team that would probably lose to Clemson. <laughs> they might lose to Clemson. Even no, no Trevor? No. Kidding. No. <laughs> Even with a COVID Trevor? <laughs> no, but Patriots all day. Patriots have been absolutely garbage. But give me this one. And honestly, Patriots still aren't going to score shit. Here are the Patriots, 17-6. <laughs> take the under on this game, though. 17-6. What take, is it, 42? Take the under. 17-6, Pats. And that wraps up the week. 17-6, Pats. That does wrap up the week for sports. And what is the lock of the week that we have from Cuba? We got a Cuba lock this week coming from our buddy AJ. Um, it, we, we actually have a UFC lock. It's not something that we typically do. You know, I, I've only recently started dabbling in the UFC. But AJ's been on fire. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's been on fire. Last week, he, you know, had a little, I mean, he had a few a couple losses, but that's all right. Oh, the that week, boy sucks. The week before, though, was almost flawless. It was flawless. And this week, I see it coming back with another good one. And he's got... Brendan Allen money line minus one twenty max play hammer it ten units. You heard it here first at Cuba Locks, right? I like that. Yeah, it's Cuba at Cuba Locks on Twitter. Yep, that's the hammer pick. Give him a week. follow. He might just win you guys some money. He and did if well he does, a few weeks ago, but yeah, we'll see. Make sure to show him some love, guys. And uh, honestly, that that, that kind of wraps it up. Wraps it up for us in episode five of Ball So Hard University. We really appreciate you guys for. Sticking it out with us this week, and I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Yeah, it was awesome to have Raf on. If you want to check out that interview, like you can check out all of our stuff, go to our Instagram at BSH University, and then you can check our link in our bio as well as searching us on Spotify and Apple Podcast at Balls of Heart University. You can find all of our podcasts there. Like always, shoot us a rating, choose a review, and you know, we'll be back next time. Until next time, peace. Peace. I don't know.